0: let yes. see. Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack, live studio line. Uh, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack podcast. We are actually very privileged, delighted, excited, uh, what, whatever uh, fun adjectives you'd like to use, that we are joined by the absolutely fantastic voice of Forever Still, Maya Shining. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks, you guys. I'm also what was it, delighted and excited to be here.
2: <laughs> well, we're glad to have you.
1: Right back.
0: My, so I guess to, I guess to start the uh, the awkward the awkward first qu- question moment here. My, I, I'd actually like kind of just go to go back to you, pretty much your formation and just like how how, how did Forever Still come to be?
1: Oh yeah. Well, it, it's been a little while. Uh, my uh, bass player, uh, whom I write all the music with and I, we actually met at a show some years back, and uh, we just started talking together. He sent some ideas over, instrumental ideas, and I sent some, like, vocal ideas back to him, because, you know, as soon as I heard it, I just had these melodies started forming in my head, so it was pretty initially, like, okay, we can do something that actually inspires each other, and I sent something back, and he, he really digged it, and it just... It went from there, and the chemistry was great when we started meeting up and just recording some demos. So we just we kept it going.
0: Now, how did you start as a musician? Were you all have you always been um, involved as a vocalist? Did you start as a uh, uh, an instrument player?
1: Uh, I've always like been singing since I was a kid and doing like some school productions and all these things in a choir. And uh, I started in some some musicals actually too. So I think it was when I was about maybe. I don't know, 14, 15. I started doing, doing some bands, like just the light version of it, you know. And mm-hmm. and then when I ran into Mikkel, it just I felt like it could be serious and, and somebody had some some real ambitions and some talent. And I felt like okay, this this could be it and not just a hobby band, which I would had like as as many other like young people just having fun, just for the sake of having fun. Uh, so yeah, that's
2: awesome. So, you guys started just the two, you correct?
1: Yeah, that's right.
2: And I think if I read correctly, the first album was just you two for the most part as well, yeah?
1: Yeah, that's true. Like, the first EP and the first album we did pretty much on our own. Then we had like some guest musicians, like talented people, we knew friends uh, who could like come in and, and do some cool lead stuff or something like that. But Basically, yeah, just just on all instruments and uh, and me singing. And then on Breathe in Colors, our latest album, uh, we still did that a lot, but without guest musicians. And then we had our our uh, current drummer uh, on the album
0: as well.
2: Yep, yep. very nice, Venus. Very nice.
0: Staying with the uh, the background side, wh- wh- where would you say you draw your most insp- like who who inspires you? Who who do you draw your inspiration from? As a, uh, I... I guess musically.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: I think it's so, for me, it has always been, like, so subconscious, and, uh, you know, even when we started the band, you know, we never, uh, like, stopped and, like, okay, hey, what do we want to do, what do we want to sound like, we never had that conversation, you know, it just, it just, it just happened, and <laughs> we clicked over that, and we've developed over that, and, and luckily, we've been happy to go, like, in the same direction, but, you know, we, both Michael and I listen to so much different music and I think even in the future as well like our music is not like just gonna be the same album over and over again I feel like we have so many things we want to experiment with and try out so yeah
2: that's good though I mean at least it, it comes right from you you're not taking it from other places that have already been done before
1: not, not, a, not uh, on purpose at least but obviously I mean nobody's claiming to inventing like the spoon here we're Right, We're exactly. A product of everything we listen to, but I think when you listen to so much different stuff, it's easy to, you know, like, make it something completely different, except if you just listen to, like, this one genre, one type of bands, and you're bound to sound, like, a lot like them.
2: Of course, of course.
0: How would you identify your music, Maya? Like, what, what genre do you guys, do you feel like you fall in?
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's hard, too, right? Uh,
1: I've been asked this a lot, and mainly because people are confused. Uh, but I, I guess that that's just a very human thing that we want to put a label on everything to help ourselves understand it. Well, it's,
0: it's a fun conversation because obviously everybody else want, like wants to be able to label it with something, and like whether it's a subgenre or what, whatever the case may be. I mean, we make fun of those a whole like a whole bunch. <laughs> like here we're like we're in like post pre grunge pop hip hop yeah. metal. <laughs> like,
1: okay, that's that's all this do, too. No, uh, I mean, you know, I, I feel like we, we just label it as some modern heavy rock and I know people call it alternative metal or melodic hard rock or something else and I think it's all like perfectly fitting, honestly.
2: It's up for interpretation, in all fairness, I guess.
1: Yeah, and it's just like you don't, it's not like you make the same song over and over again, at least not for me. So. I feel like some songs, yeah, this is more alternative medley, this is a lot more electronic, this is like even some post-influence, you know, and I think there's there's room for all the genres. I feel like we fit into a few different one of, thems. of course. them.
0: Now, one of the things that, um, as I was uh, doing my homework on you guys, and one of the things that I also appreciate about you, and maybe you can kind of bring us through, like like a little bit of how you guys have uh, been able to accomplish this but you guys seem to, you guys are self-made uh between you and uh Mikkel. Mm-hmm. Is that you pronounce his name right
1: michael yeah B- michael
0: okay just want to do everybody justice <laughs> um but you guys are all do-it-yourselfers like you produce all of your own music you produced all of your own um like images photography cover art um did all of your tour booking and like whatnot so mm-hmm. i mean you guys have been self-made self-made musicians like from the beginning and how how do you feel that has worked for you versus like trying to take because I I would I would have to assume that like management has tried to reach out to you and
1: Mm. yeah uh, definitely I mean we've we've tried some management as well but it hasn't really been you know the the manager you hear about like in the books and movies and for the big bands who really like took all the right decisions and pushed them somewhere it has just been somebody like waiting on the sideline for us to earn some money, uh, is what we've experienced yeah. like previously. So it hasn't really been a factor of us going anywhere. Um, yeah, like, I think a lot of it just started out of, of necessity. Miko learning to play all the instruments was from being in bands where people broke up, uh, broke up or, you know, like, and and you want to go somewhere and then he was like, yeah, whatever, we're gonna do it all ourselves. and. He was already working as a sound engineer, so he's able to record our stuff and make it sound completely amazing. And uh, then I was like, oh, okay, sure. But then we need some photos and some videos, and I started learning that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because like again, out of necessity, you don't have a lot of money as a band, uh, and and we wanted to also be able to. We had a lot of things in our heads. So we wanted to be able to actually express that and put that out there. So. You know, instead of just, like, using all your hard-earned money or taking a loan in the bank, Uh, just decided to learn this stuff ourselves and, and share it with people as we went along.
2: Which I, uh, I noticed um, a few of the live um, performances, and I believe one of the rehearsal videos you guys took, mm-hmm. uh, you used, I'm probably going to say this wrong, a, a theremin? Is that right? Yeah. Which I thought, like, most people just backtrack that, but it's pretty cool that you actually just do it right there yourself. I thought oh, yeah. that was a neat yeah. thing. I've never yeah. seen anyone use that either, like, in a live performance.
1: Yeah, it's really fun, but you're absolutely right. I think, yeah, a lot of people would backtrack it. And we were definitely also considering if we should even bring it live, because it's a very temperamental instrument. Uh imagine. to people Yeah, to people <laughs> who don't know it, it's like, This very unique old Soviet instrument that you like play by moving your hands in proximity of these metal antennas, so Mm -hmm. you don't have any physical contact with the instrument, which also means it reacts to like pretty much everything.
0: Everything Everything in the surrounding, yes.
1: Like people, humidity, and yeah, we've definitely uh, we've had it like with us on the past couple of tours, so it has been on for I guess like I don't know 40 something shows. And uh, most of them went really well, but there were definitely some hiccups along the way. So um, <laughs> some people have had the wonderful experience of a theremin and others just like, "What's going on?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah. <laughs> That's funny.
0: So before we start talking about the new album, um, you, you've been on some pretty exciting. Uh, you guys have been on some pretty exciting tours mm-hmm. with the likes of uh, the Lacuna Coil. Yes. And my former Binky, unfortunately, it doesn't look like they'll be moving forward in the same, in the same entity, but children about them.
1: Yeah, that's true, that's true.
0: Back in uh, 2017. Um, how how is, how is the touring life been for you guys? Like, How, how exciting is uh, traveling traveling Europe and being able to uh, spread your craft?
1: <laughs> traveling Europe definitely makes that part sounds more interesting it, than it is because we just see a lot of inside of a car. A lot of highways and a lot of hotels <laughs> and a lot of venues uh but definitely the shows are absolutely amazing i love being able to go out and perform these things we've been working on on our own which is a very i mean we're two people still writing but it's still a very like solitary thing to do but when you're out and playing your music you're getting all that emotion back from people that you're giving them and i think it's amazing so every night is is something different but it's not like we get to experience all the cities and i feel like i uh, like i'm very well you know traveled or something
2: <laughs> right like a suitcase <laughs> mm-hmm. that's funny
0: well, it's one of those things. People always, on the outside always glorify the tour experience, that uh, like you're you're traveling and you're seeing like all the sights. So, well, you're really just seeing the travel, and then you're going inside like a green room, and then you perform, and then you go back to traveling. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, I mean it's it's a lot of car time, and especially most of the tours we've been driving ourselves around, which means that you basically just you get up very early in the morning, you drive to the venue because get in is early, you set up, you do your sound check, you. You do get ready. You get, do your interviews, and then you eat and you play. You go to merch. You wait for the other band to finish. You go to merch again. You pack up. You go back to the hotel at two a.m. and you get up at eight in the morning. And that's pretty much <laughs> how it goes. <laughs> it's a uh, good job. <laughs> so, I mean, it, I, I absolutely love it, uh, but it's still like it's 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 hard. And especially if you're not a big band, I think it's probably a little more fun if you can just like the only thing you have to do. At that point, is is pretty much go inside and, and play an awesome show. Right. Uh, but of course, on like the level we are at and that a lot of bands is at, it's it's still really really hard work, and everybody's is sick. Like the past couple of months has basically been me being sick for like three months or something. Because you know, as soon as somebody is sick and you don't, if you don't get fed probably, and you, you don't mm. sleep properly, and you just yeah, it's heavy, but absolutely enjoy playing live i think it's an amazing experience
0: so the the grind aside what's been your favorite tour that you guys have been a part of to date
1: oh i honestly i honestly can't say because you know when we went on the lacuna coil tour it was the first like big tour for us i don't remember how many shows but like a lot of shows 30 plus shows in a month and a half around europe and you know that was Like pretty amazing, and the crowds were amazing, it was a really good match. Um, But then again, these past couple of tours, we have been able to play the new album live, bringing on some new instruments and everything, and I felt like that has made the shows so much more fun. So, I think, yeah, I'm honestly just enjoying them for different reasons, and I don't like... It's not like I separate them into this tour and this tour. It's just mainly touring. I really enjoy it, and we've been lucky with the people we've been on tour with because everybody's been pleasant. So it's not like we've been on like this one tour with these piece of ass people, you know. We've been we've been lucky, so it's all been really fun.
2: That's awesome, though. That's good. Yeah. Uh,
0: cool. Who's the uh, coolest uh, musician you've gotten to meet on the road? Um. We don't have to talk about the negatives. I want to talk like who, are the, who who's who are the favorites? Who's Again,
1: a... I I feel like yeah I, I'm just yeah
0: you won't hurt I, anybody's feelings by by Rincon, I, we I, I
1: won't. That's not my problem. It's just like <laughs> I'm not I'm not really starstruck like that. So I don't I, I don't get that feeling of oh my god I met somebody. I just I it's like I met awesome humans, really really sweet people. Uh, we toured also with the Cella Darling this fall, and I thought those guys were just very very sweet people uh, that I really enjoy talking to on a private level as well. So I, I don't feel like the whole you know starstruck kind of thing is not a yeah. I don't know. I don't have it. I'm sorry, guys.
2: <laughs> no, that's fine. That's well, fine. I mean, I I like the fact that you you see them as just people as opposed to some entity. You know what I mean? Like oh, it, absolutely. It, it makes a it difference.
1: Hella, yeah, I think it would be hella annoying for people to be like on tour with somebody who is just like. Oh my god! Right, like, right.
2: No, exactly. <laughs> I, like, exactly.
1: I, I know people have been doing that on my behalf with uh, Christina of Lacuna because obviously she's amazing and really awesome, and and people absolutely love her. And she's like, just a very down to earth and sweet human being. Really? So you know, it's just it's all very chill for me.
2: Uh, I, I did kind of it's kind of a sad thing with with the with the live show aspect. I know you guys at least kind of present yourself in a visual fashion i don't mm-hmm. know i was curious if there was like a, a reason behind it because i know almost every band member has the kind of like i don't want to use the word like like dirt but they have that kind of like grungy look with all the yeah. i don't know if it's paint or, or what, whatnot
1: yeah it was i mean we didn't do it for this album and these tours but we did it for tied down okay. and for the reason was just to you know, we wanted to have that mix of something pretty and something gritty, and yeah, sure. I feel like, yeah, that was like a lot of what the music was. So we just wanted the visuals to match it. I think it's it's fun to do something a little, little different and a little more, uh, so to speak, extreme. It's it's not even it's in today's climate, right. you know. But you know, when you're on stage, I think it's it's just nice to be able to to not look like you just like came in from from the from the bus, you know. I right. think it's nice make yeah a bit of an effort and actually look like uh what do you call the entity like people yeah people get to recognize you afterwards because they're like oh yeah it's the dirty people we can go talk yeah we can find them again like it looks like an actual band
2: that's good i mean i've always been and marcus can agree as well um like the visuals make a huge difference in any live show exactly anybody can go up there and play music but if you actually put some effort to the the visual of it i think it makes a difference
1: yeah, I mean, I was gonna say it's half of the experience, but it might even be more. I think I read at some point that people are like eighty percent visual, mm-hmm. like. So I, it, it's super important to have something that's not only nice to hear but also fun to look at. Agreed.
0: How would um How would you describe the metal scene where you are now, like thriving, struggling?
1: <laughs> I think in in Denmark it is like. Uh, Especially like the underground metal scene, I feel like it has really blossomed in the past couple of years. Like I feel like there's a lot more going on and seeing like these mini festivals popping up and and some more bands actually getting <laughs> airtime so to speak. Okay. So I think I think it's going really well here. Denmark has always been a little more into the more heavier metal or more extreme metal. So we've all always like fit in a little better, like Outside of Denmark, but I feel like it's opening up more and actually being like more including
2: good. Awesome, that's that's good. I mean like it's hard to find that with that type of genre nowadays at least for us We've known. Oh,
1: yeah
0: So with the the albums of the release uh, tied down is your was your full your first full release after uh, like a number of um, uh, EPS yeah. Um, and Nuclear Blast actually picked you guys up um, after Tiedown. That, correct? Did I did I timeline That's that correctly? That's
1: true. How has their inf-
0: like how has their influence uh, been on you guys' um, I, I guess writing have they have they been able to offer anything to kind of like lift you up to the next level? Like how how has it been working with Nuclear Blast?
1: Oh yeah, but yeah, we released down, and they honestly, they just like found us because we were making quite a lot of noise online ourselves. We've like from the get-go been really, um, really active on social media and with our fan base and actually growing it that way and like setting up mini tours and everything. And They just like, they found us online. The uh, owner of Nuclear Blast did and <laughs> I was told from our, the PR person we've been working with that he was just sent a music link like, even though he was on vacation, like, listen listen to this, listen to this, I love it, I love it, and, uh, you know, so, we had a a meeting with them over here, and they wanted to re-release Tide Down, because they really liked the album, and um, then they also released Breathing Colors, I mean, the good thing for us, and the reason, like, for us to sign, was definitely that we were able to, you know, keep our creative outlet the way we wanted it, they liked what we were doing, and, They told us they were not going to go in and meddle with that and, you know, tell us to write, like, a certain thing or, you know, you know how it is with a lot of labels. If you don't put out what you're supposed to put out, they can actually, like, go and stop that and say, hey, you have to do something different. But we were told we could do whatever we wanted to do, and they just wanted to push it because they thought it could become something. And, um, like, they even said, like, if you want to, like, continue working, like, doing the videos and like the photos and everything you can keep doing that it's it's really cool but I mean for us it's not really funny to like stand for people in front of the camera while also operating the camera and the lights
0: so (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah so we were happy to actually expand that a little bit and and get some nice people to work with uh, uh, with that but I feel like yeah we never really went out and looked for a record deal it was not our end goal or anything like it probably is for a lot of bands It was. It just sort of happened, and 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 it fit with our values, which is just you know artistic integrity. So it's been really nice.
0: Well, I'm very happy that they're going to allow you to uh, continue to be yourselves, because I think that's what that's one of the biggest the biggest things uh, when it comes to that. Because you know more more Chiefs than Indians. Right. At one point, but so that's that's actually fantastic. Excuse me. It's so
1: important. I mean, that's why we started making music. It was just not to make like, a specific thing or, like, something that other people told us we had to do. Like, music has always been that very, very personal outlet for both of us. So if we stop doing that, we might as well just stop making music, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anything before I jump ahead, Anthony? No, I think I So jump ahead, sir. (laughs) That's pretty good for the background. Thank you very much for that, Maya. So now I would like to talk about Breathing Colors, if we could. Let's do it. And the, the fantastic album release that came out in uh, 2019. Uh, uh, spring of 2019, was it? Yes, yeah, it's true, in March. I mean, time freaking flies. I don't even get it. <laughs> so you have uh, two fans of like fantasy and sci-fi and stuff like that. And uh, we, we happened to notice that um, there, there was, I don't want to say the word theme necessarily, but there was a, potentially a concept behind this album. Mm -hmm. that's uh that's very that's uh very interesting to us would you consider it a concept album
1: um i actually like i we didn't we didn't call it that and we didn't market it as as such uh but there's definitely yeah this overarching theme like you talk about
0: so tell us about it if you would
1: i would love to Uh that'd
0: be be, (laughs) i mean i could read it to you but that'd be that'd be way boring
1: (laughs) (laughs) no i mean Tied down, our album before that was really introspective, and that fit where we were at at that time. And for Breathing Colors, we just, instead of looking in, we were more more focused on looking out and looking out at the world and what was happening there today, because there's a lot of weird things going on right now. And uh, we just, we were, like, a lot of these things happening with, like, corrupt governments and the climate collapsing and, like people fleeing into cyberspace to hide out from each other, it just, a lot of it was, like, very reminiscent to some of these dystopian cyberpunk futures we'd seen in in these movies and these books when we were younger, and, you know, it's just very similar, and we let ourselves, you know, we were inspired by that, and it was reflected both, like, in our sound and in our visuals and in our lyrics, so, you know, and then also, like, Blade Runner and Akira was set in 2019 but that was more like a fun afterthought we thought that's that's pretty cool that you know
0: that's right, happening right. As
2: well. <laughs> that's neat though
0: how long were you working on this album before, before it was released
1: oh damn um, I'm not even sure because you know it's been like when we started uh, touring the other album. Then we went back home after the Lacuna Coil tour, and like, yeah, now it's time to start writing. But then we were shipped off to the next tour, and then we we're back, like, yeah, we have to start writing. And then we we're like, so it's been like a little, little like song here and there. And then we really started writing, I think, in I guess, yet I guess, two thousand and eighteen or something like that. So but yeah, it's not been like now we sit down for two months and that's the only thing we do. It's been more like sporadic, I think
2: huh. right.
0: Now forgive me I I, I missed that I missed this in my notes uh, Did you guys actually end up doing the producing and the mastering for this as well? Or did you work on with, did you work with somebody for this one?
2: We,
1: uh, we did we did it ourselves uh, as well. I mean, we've been I've, I've been very confident and and Mikkel doing that, because I think the sound he makes is amazing. I thought it was really fantastic on on Tied down, and I think it sounds even better now. And, like, as part of the, like, sporadic songs, we also, at some point, we, uh, yeah, we, we started writing. We didn't have a place to live at that point. Uh, so it was just, like, in this small apartment only with a few instruments, really. So it just started out when we really started writing and focusing more on that it started out like just like a, a drum machine and a microphone and a guitar so it was like these very few things so the production only came later when we were in the studio but it just started out like very very raw and very honest like that which i really enjoyed that so you don't have to like think the whole big picture through just starting out
2: i noticed and i i mean they've the wiki also kind of put that as well um, but I there you do a lot more the uh, the heavier screams and stuff in this is that was the direction you guys wanted to go or just kind of happened or
1: oh I think it was really it was really like born from a lot of, of like playing live actually so it wasn't like oh now we again it's never really been that conscious like now we want to do this we want to mm-hmm. go heavy do something like that it was mainly just from playing live a lot and It's honestly, it's so physical. So when you like jump around on stage, uh, which we tend to do, I just like automatically starting getting like more action and more grit and more distortion into the vocals. I was like, this is really, really fun. Uh, Like, even with the old songs, I started putting some more on those. It's like, oh, this would have been so much fun if we'd done that. Right. So that even, like, that that started already, like, on the Lacuna Coil tour and the Children's Bodom tour. in 16 and 17 so it was just i had that in the back of my mind with it when i started like doing melodies so i just like yeah it, i just put it wherever it fit and like apparently that ended up being just a little more heavy vocals on that album but i really enjoy it
2: i mean i, I think it's awesome I, I like the kind of oh god what's the word i just lost it too the, the, yeah
0: <laughs> it is six o'clock in the morning here we're fine it is at least i had
2: <laughs> coffee though you didn't
0: getting closer to seven
2: um, the it kind of like I guess it breaks it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like it, it really gives a little more depth to it, if, if that'd be the word to use, which mm-hmm. I think is cool.
1: Yeah, thank you, thank you. I enjoy it too. It's just we we've never wanted to overdo it. And again, I've never put it on just to make a song more like heavier or edgy. It's sure. just been like, hey, now this next piece, it feels like it needs some, and then it gets some.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. As a, as songwriters ourselves, I always like to ask. Uh, other songwriters um when 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 a track is coming together for you what what, how how does that get pieced together um do vocals come first do you have to come up with like certain melodies and then build off of it first
2: Hmm.
1: Uh, how how does uh, Maya write a song (laughs) (laughs) it's been a like a little different like a lot of the time uh Mikkel sends me over like this instrumental piece sometimes it's just like a Supposed verse, or maybe it's a chorus, or maybe it's both, or and then like I just put it on and listen to it, and like dive inside my own head and melodies to start forming, and I just keep adjusting them until they like I can I sounds like magic, but I feel like I when it's right I can feel it like oh it's almost there it's like eighty percent there and then I change a few notes like yes like a like a piece in a puzzle now it fits and then I send it back to him and. And usually that sets more of the tone for the song and then he like works on the next piece for that song and sends it back to me. So that's been definitely one way we've been working a lot and then like more in the end we start working like more on, on the instrument like building up, but just the raw form of the song usually happens like that or we had a few on this album too where I just started them out like on vocal and piano and I just sent that over to him and he builds like this universe up around it and makes it sound completely different I think the song Is It Gone is a great example because that actually started just vocal and piano and we even like started putting it on the album like that but then one day Michael just picked it up and he like made this entire universe around it and suddenly it became a single so I don't know <laughs> Music is crazy
2: <laughs> That it is <laughs> Uh, so, uh, the last song, I believe, is a cover, a Lurie cover, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. So, what were what were your thoughts on that? Was it was it something you guys wanted to do, or did it just kind of, like, pop in, or...
1: Yeah, I mean, um, our uh, Nuclear Blast asked for a few bonus tracks for the first release, and we're like, okay, we can use, like, the piano version of Is It Gone, because now after we made the uh, band version, so to speak, we thought, yeah, that... That might work uh, mm-hmm. really well like, as a permanent lineup in the album and have the other one as a bonus. And they were like, okay, a cover up would be cool. So if you have anything you want to do, you can do that. And we're like, this Low Reed song is like, it has the potential to be something completely different. I think that's always fun if you pick up a song that, you know, it's far from what you do. So people don't really expect it. And then you can do with it. Like whatever you want and it's also it's an older song so it's Mm -hmm. it's really easy to modernize and make sound completely different and uh, yeah I just thought it was fun Mikkel suggested it and I was like yeah because it has that potential for like this big catchy chorus so you can like that's a thing we just we both dig and it yeah you can do a lot with it and we worked on that together just I did some piano parts uh, for it and Mikkel like did the whole vibe around it really cool.
2: Yeah, I think it came out awesome. I mean, I think the song actually matched your guys' sound very well. I think or should I say vice versa, but I think it, I think it I think it came out awesome.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with it too. It's always like when you want to do a cover like that, you you want to make it your own if you want to have it like on your album and so it's not exactly. just to have something else because I mean, yeah, that's fine for all the things, but if it's on your album like I want to do something special with it.
2: So and you did. No, thank um, you. Before we... Anything else directly, Marcus? Before you go into the final questions?
0: No, no. you, no? you good. Um,
2: good. I actually wanted to bring up a little I'm bit... sorry, of time more thoughts going you. everywhere. Uh, I believe you do a Let's Play, if I'm correct? <laughs> yeah, I do. So how, how has that been? I know it's a little not music-related, but... Uh, yeah,
1: I like talking about that, too. Gaming is, is super fun. I'll, I It just started out like I was just every day i just spent like an hour like at night just like to chill out just Mm -hmm. playing a game and it's just a nice way to like end the day and just chill and have a little fun something i've been very bad at for many years just (laughs) like (laughs) working 24 7 and getting too little sleep and so it's just been a nice like you can do like an hour a day just to chill out and then Mikkel was like do you do like you sit there and like and just Every night, why don't we just like plop that on YouTube and share it with some people? Because I mean, you do it anyways, and you love talking. So, right. <laughs> how do you feel about that? It's like, yeah, sure, that's cool. So it just, it, I think it's like it was like, yeah, I was doing it anyway. Why not share like my joy with somebody else? And it's not a big thing, but there are definitely some people enjoying it. So I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean that's been huge right now. There's there's a few bands that that do the streaming stuff and whatnot, but it's kind of neat. It's cool, it's a cool kind of side thing, to kind of get more of a personal side. Yeah, I mind. think
1: that, that's what people feel to you, and I've had like, almost every night somebody come up to me at the show and is like, yeah, I, uh, I like your like Let's Play channel as well, and your cat is really cute, it's like,
0: oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's cool, yeah, but I mean, I was doing it anyway, so it's, it was just a fun thing to share for people, and I guess I, I just find it very natural just talking out loud, so that just, yeah, it seemed obvious.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> All right, Maya, are you uh, are you open-minded to uh, fun, interesting interview questions?
1: <laughs> it always scares me a little when people say that, but yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so there's a thing that I like to do. I actually like to do it's. This is kind of like a like a get-to-know the musician kind of a segment. I like to do six questions that are not necessarily about your music
1: okay okay
0: try me okay so they're a little off the wall but like I said you gotta just like think of the the point of this we're just trying to get like a feel for you know the personality and the lifestyle as an example <laughs> <I'm> nervous <laughs> oh it's, this is so easy uh. as an example best day ever for you a room full of puppies a room a room full of kittens or a room full of snakes a uh,
1: room full of puppies and kittens
0: no, no, no! You can't. You got. You know, there's only one option.
1: I mean, I mean, I mean. Listen. You're either listen. a
0: dog person or a cat person.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, well, that's what you want out of me. Well, I have a cat here at home, so you know what happens if I say the room full of dogs. So obviously, it's the room full of kittens. There
0: you go. Room full. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Second question. Now this is a hard hitter. Oh no. It's usually draw. This usually draws a a, a lot of reaction. <sighs> does pineapple belong on pizza?
1: It does not.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs>
0: would you say that's there's? Awful. Would you say there's any fruit in the world that would be acceptable on a on a pizza?
1: Only if we count avocado as a fruit. Okay. Like guac splats on pizza, I can I can dig that.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm, I'm I'm down for that.
0: See now, I'm curious. What what would <laughs> you pair that with? Anthony here is a chef, so like we can we can make him whip some stuff up, like. Yeah.
1: Ooh. All right. And hey, what isn't tomato like, like?
0: I mean, technically, because like-
2: of the seeds or whatever, yeah.
0: Well, now we're yeah, no, n- now we're talking now we're talking semantics. Now it's so nice. Nice. <laughs> Um, okay. Here's a, Here's a more fun one. So, mm-hmm. uh, you run into an evil witch. Evil mm-hmm. witch casts a spell on you. For the oh, rest wow. of your life, when you listen to music you will not be able to hear one component, either vocals, drums, or guitar. Oh. What would you be able to live without ever hearing again?
1: Please um, um, please uh, mute this for my drummer, but drums. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm a melodic kind of girl, and a beat is obviously awesome, a groove is awesome, but you can have a song... Without it, and still have it be a song. If it's just drums and vocals, like, what am I gonna do with that? And obviously, I'm a vocalist. I'm not gonna cut out the vocals. So you know.
2: Be
0: surprised how many would.
2: Yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> a few people we've had on, like their vocalist who is the like, I'll oh, get rid of the vocals. It's like, oh, uh,
1: who right. those guys? But obviously, nah. you're not get <laughs> that from me. I mean, I, I can have a song with guitar and, and vocals. I can't have an instrumental song. What what kind of world is that?
2: I mean, it's not wrong. It's coming from a drummer. I mean. Acoustic shows mostly don't have a drummer, so in all fairness.
1: It can work, and obviously as a singer, I'm not going to cut out the vocals. like that's, that's the song, and people know that. You connect to the melody, you connect to the words, you connect to the front person. That's why people are always like, what's the name of the people in this band? They know the front person's name because True. they sing the things they relate to. So we're going to cut out the drums. Sorry, drummers around the world.
0: That's fair enough. That's okay, fair enough. Perfect. Okay, this one is kind of about your music. Um, what would be a dream tour right now for Forever Still? You could be the opener, you could be the headliner, but like, who would it? Who would you play with, and where would you go?
1: Oh god, damn it! I yeah, people like asking that question in general, and I feel like I just go back to I don't I don't have the dream tours because I don't have the like I don't dream of these different. Bands being like, oh, is it gonna be amazing if I meet that band? But um. Well, what uh, would be an
0: excellent compliment to uh, you guys' sound? Because yeah. obviously, obviously, a tour that makes sense, or maybe it, would it be a complete matchup? Would you want yeah. like a festival tour?
1: I'm not sure people would dig it, but I feel like a tour with Deftones would be super fun, right? I feel like that's a really cool band. They are really good at mixing some heavy stuff with some melodic stuff, and I think they're really neat. I'm not sure if people would want us with them, but hey, if it's my tour, it's my tour.
0: Exactly. <laughs> okay. Kind of, a, I guess this is kind of a two-part. So think of the movie Fight Club. Mm-hmm. You could choose to fight anyone famous from any point in time. Who would it be?
2: Oh.
1: Oh. The guy who put pineapple on pizza. Go. Uh, oh. So hold So hold
2: <laughs> Touche I wonder who that is That's going to be a Google search later Because I'm curious
0: Yeah right Now we have homework
2: <laughs> Yeah right
0: It's like We're going to find this person Maya's going to kill him
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well good thing We don't have a time machine So
2: Yeah he's probably Definitely dead
0: <laughs> Alright so staying uh, Stay on the movie And last rando question Uh huh See this wasn't so painful Not, <laughs> st- not too yeah. bad It's alright Um, What's, uh, in your opinion, greatest movie, show, or film ever?
1: Oh. Okay. I'm going to go straight to um, Lord of the Rings. I love it. I have watched it a million times. I have it on VHS still. And um, I think, yeah, I I watched them on tour, (laughs) even on tour last (laughs) year, because I absolutely, I love them. They are amazing. They're beautiful. And... They're adventurous and, like, I love that trilogy, so, um, that's it.
0: That's a great choice. Yeah, that is a choice. Excellent choice. So good. So what's what's next for Forever Still? I know you guys are currently on a break. Yeah. Not not currently on the road right now.
1: Not currently on the road right now, which is also good. I mean, like we talk a lot about, I love touring, but it's also absolutely wonderful to be home. Sure. So just like the first thing I noticed when I got home was just like I was able to sit in a room and it was quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, you, you don't even know, but that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs>
2: like, I'm
1: sure. It was just quiet. I could hear nothing, and it was really really great.
0: <laughs> and with that being said, we 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 greatly appreciate you taking time out of your 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 personal time to you know spend a spend an hour with us uh, chit chatting. Um it's, a, that, sure.
1: it's really fun. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we're. We're still like uh, we are looking to tour more in uh, in 2020. So I don't know if it's gonna be spring, but we're definitely looking for some s- uh, fall stuff to happen. So we're definitely going to tour more in 2020. But we have also uh, slowly started writing for the next release.
0: Oh, you ready here Ooh. first? Ooh,
1: yeah, you actually did, probably. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Ooh, A little Scoops right? McGee action going uh, on here. Uh-huh. Sweet. <laughs> And I, my I always like to ask the artists where um as far as far as the fans reaching out, like obviously we're over here in uh, Massachusetts, um, across the pond a little bit. Like where's the best place for everybody to find your music? Like where what avenue like would you say you guys oh, prefer? I, Is it Spotify? Is it I mean find you on social medias? Like where, where's the best oh, connection with the band?
1: Oh yeah, I mean we're everywhere. So all the classic streaming places and whatnot. We have a band camp, we have a Facebook and a Twitter and an Instagram that we're pretty active on. So, if you want to say hi, you can also come there, and I'll probably be there. I'm there every day. So,
2: beautiful.
0: I once again thank you for taking time out of your, out of your day and, uh, and chat with us. The album is fantastic. The sound is fantastic. Um, it's 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 very enchanting. Like that would be the first, the first way I would describe it. Like it's very enjoyable to listen to. Um, I do enough commu- I do enough commuting in my days where uh, when I'm able to put something on and listen to it start to finish, like I'm greatly appreciative of that, mm-hmm. and so thank you for doing that for me and, and thank you oh. for being you guys. Forever Still is fantastic. Great. Oh,
1: and thank you so much for the kind words, and I'm glad I'm not the only one like actually enjoying like full albums. I really mm-hmm. dig that too, and I start something, we ha- hear a lot of music on tour. When I start an album, like I want to finish it because I want like full album experience Agreed. still and even though i know a lot of people disagree today
0: there's de- there's definitely <laughs> shifts it definitely shifts yeah. but with with that being said we we will we will say goodbye hopefully check in with us periodically if you don't mind especially when uh new new music comes in we love sneak peeks
1: oh yeah absolutely
0: and yeah yeah i think we did good yeah, Not bad. We survived. Not bad for six, 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not bad for six uh, a.m.
1: Yeah, I'm impressed with you guys because it's like one in the afternoon here, so I'm I'm good, you know. Oh, we're
0: we're we're, we're total professional. Yep. Total, total professional.
1: Perfect. I'm totally not a morning person, so I'm 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 happy about this time too. Right.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. Hopefully, 20 minutes from now, I'll be back in bed. But that's that's, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's probably not going to happen. Now, no. now I'm all awake and excited. But yep. all right, Maya, thank you so much. Thank you.
1: Pleasure. It was so nice talking to you guys.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out the Heavy Metal Over a Six-Pack podcast and our interview with uh, Maya Shining of Forever Still. I definitely implore you to go check out their entire catalog. It's available on all major platforms, and we have linked all of, um, as many of their uh, sites as we possibly can in the episode notes. Uh, any feedback on the show, feel free to email us at hmoa6pack at gmail.com. Our website is hmoa6pack.podomatic.net. That's our central hub where you can find all of it. We're available on all major platforms. Please go to your major platforms and leave us a review for uh, for future listeners to uh, get a glimpse as to uh, what we're all about. Uh, exciting couple of months coming up. we we got some more great interviews set up for you. But in the meantime, definitely check out Forever Still. Thank you again, Maya, for uh, spending some time with us. And uh, like, share, listen, repeat. Stay metal, everybody. That is the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack Podcast. Marcus, Dave, and Anthony signing off. Check out the podcast at hmoa6pack.podomatic.net. Email hmoa6pack at gmail.com. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.